Shalom, and welcome to Parasha Highlights and Insights. This is Rabbi Avraham Fisher, and this week's Parasha is Terumah. After the Torah initially tells us uh, about the mitzvot, the Aserat Dibrot, the Decalogue, <coughs> as well as the, uh, the many, many mitzvot, uh, mostly in the area of uh, interpersonal relations, although not just that, that we had in Parashat Mishpatim. Now the Torah focuses its attention on the building of the Mishkan, of the tabernacle. The Asuli Mikdash V'Shachanti B'Tocham. They shall build for me a sanctuary, and I will dwell in their midst. Everyone likes to point out. Uh, the fact that it doesn't say I will dwell in it, but rather I will dwell among them. That the building of the Mishkan, the presence of the Mishkan, uh, will help to bring Hashem's presence into the midst of Am Yisrael. Uh, Terumah uh, deals primarily with the building of the Mishkan itself, the instructions for the building of the, of the Mishkan. In the first part of the parasha, we're told about uh, the donations that people should bring uh, according to what they have and according to uh, what they can uh, give, uh, according to their level of generosity, uh, what they can donate for the building of the Mishkan. And the Torah lists 13 different types of donations, whether it be different types of metal and wood, uh, different, uh, certain types of cloth and uh, leather, uh, as well as uh, precious stones uh, and, and other other donations. Everyone gives what they have uh, in accordance with their level of generosity. Uh, generosity. And uh, thereby, by getting everybody involved in this uh, project uh, and having the Mishkan in the midst of the camp, this will bring Hashem's presence into the people. Then the Torah uh, becomes more specific. Uh, the first of the kelim, the utensils, the vessels of the Mishkan, is the aron, the ark, uh, and all of its various parts. The ark is where the uh, luchot are to be kept. It's made of uh, shitim wood, usually translated as acacia, that's been overlaid with gold both inside and out. There are four rings and four poles, and those poles are used for carrying the Aron from place to place, but uh, unlike others, uh, other Kelim that have poles for the purpose of carrying them, when it comes to the uh, Aron, those poles are never removed. They're always uh, to be uh, inside those rings. Uh, inside the Aron are to be placed the two tablets, the Luchot Habrit, and then uh, the Aron itself has a cover called the Kaporet, which is made of pure gold, and from the kaporet there uh, are to emerge uh, two keruvim, those types of angels, um, and the divine voice is going to emanate from between the wings of the keruvim when Hashem is going to speak to uh, Moshe. Uh, the next of the vessels of the Mishkan is the shulchan, the table and its utensils. It too is made of shitim wood overlaid with gold, it's not a flat table. It actually has shelves uh, with uh, different uh, ways of placing the 
12 loaves of uh, bread, known as the Lechem Apanim, uh, which are changed every, uh, every Shabbat. In addition, there are also uh, two, uh, two utensils of uh, incense. The next is the menorah, the candelabrum. This is to be made of pure solid gold. Uh, it has seven branches and there are additional utensils. And the Torah uh, describes uh, how they are, uh, how the menorah is to look. Uh, after talking about the uh, utensils uh, that are going inside the Mishkan, uh, the Torah then uh, focuses on the Mishkan tent itself. Uh, we have to remember that the Mishkan, uh, the tabernacle, as it's sometimes called in English, uh, is built in such a way uh, that it can be uh, dismantled and uh, reassembled uh, as Hashem tells B'nai Israel to travel from one place to the next. So the Mishkan tent itself <clears throat> has ten curtains, five of which are joined together and another five of which are joined together. It's made of a combination of different kinds of threads. There are keruvim designs woven into the fabric, and there are loops and fasteners to bring it all together. Um, those are the curtains of the Mishkan itself. <clears throat> the Mishkan also has uh, coverings. Uh, first, there, is, there are 11 curtains for the covering, five joined together and another six uh, joined together, and there are loops and fasteners, and there is the extra uh, part uh, overhangs at the back. Of course, the Torah gives us all of the dimensions uh, of all of these items, I'm not including that right now, but the Torah tells us very, very precisely how big uh, each of these things is uh, to be. Um, there's another um, two layers of covering for the Mishkan. Uh, one is a layer of ram skins that are dyed red, and also skins of the uh, animal known as the tahash, which Chazal say was uh, created just for this purpose. Uh, it is multi, it was multicolored, and so the skins have uh, many many col- colors. Then to hold up these uh, curtains uh, and uh, are to be boards, sockets, and bolts of the Mishkan. Uh, the boards themselves are shittim wood overlaid with gold. There are 20 on the south and north, and then 6 plus another 2 on the west. Each board has two sockets, and there are hooks from which the curtains uh, are to be hung. Uh, and there are also bolts that go through uh, the boards uh, so, as, so that they uh, stay next to each other. Uh, Within the, the uh, Mishkan, uh, there are two things that serve as a kind of separation. Uh, one is called the Parochet, and the other is called the Masach. The Parochet, the separation curtain, is a curtain that is placed inside the Mishkan to separate the area of the Kodesh Kodashim, the Holy of Holies, where the Aron is, from the uh, table and the menorah. Uh, the holy place. Uh, later on, the Torah will talk about a third item that is in the holy, uh, and that is the uh, the altar uh, on which uh, incense is offered. But that's the parochet. The parochet is there to um, to separate between those. 
Then um, the parochet itself is made of a combination of threads. It has kruvim designs woven into the fabric. It's held up with uh, four shittim pillars that are overlaid with gold. Um, the the parochet is placed underneath the fasteners uh, of the uh, covering of the mishkan, the precise place where the fasteners uh, line up. Uh, the uh, boards have four silver sockets, and there are hooks to hold up the parochet, and um, that's uh, where the parochet is placed between the Holy of Holies and the Holy. Then there's the Masach, which is a screen, and that is placed in front of the entrance to the Mishkan, and the purpose of it is so that people will not look into the Mishkan if they uh, are not supposed to do so. So it's placed in front of the entrance uh, of the Mishkan. It too is made of a combination of threads. Uh, It is embroidered. There are five shittim pillars overlaid with gold. There are hooks for the for the masach to hang on, uh, as well as five copper sockets. Uh, then the Torah turns to um, the outer area outside of the Mishkan itself. Uh, outside of the Mishkan is where the outer altar uh, is placed, the mizbeach. That will be the the altar for uh, sacrifices to be offered. Um, it is. Uh, to be made of uh, shittim wood, overlaid with copper. The utensils of the mizbeach are copper. There's a network, um, uh, like a crisscross uh, of, uh, of metal uh, that is uh, supposed that is underneath. Uh, there are rings and poles for carrying it. And then uh, finally, uh, the courtyard, the outer courtyard of the mishkan. Um, is surrounded all around um, by hangings which are embroidered. Uh, it has pillars, it has sockets, it has hooks, pegs, copper utensils um, in order to enclose uh, and set off the uh, the courtyard. Uh, it, one of the things that uh, we are meant to learn from the building of the Mishkan is that the um, it is by carefully examining and learning about how the Mishkan is built, uh, that we learn the definition of melacha, uh, that is to say, uh, creative activity, shall we call it, um, in, in terms of the laws of, for example, Shabbat. On Shabbat, we're not permitted uh, to do the 39 melachot, and in order to know what a melacha is, uh, we examine how uh, the Mishkan was built. So all of these, <clears throat> all of these skills were brought to build the Mishkan, uh, and uh, that helps us to define what is a malacha in terms of Shabbat. Uh, at the beginning of the parasha, Hashem tells Moshe to speak to the children of Israel to take a teruma, a donation, uh, from a, each person uh, who is. Uh, whose heart so moves him, in other words, who feels generous. Um, and um, much later on, not in this week's Parsha, but uh, rather two Parshiot hence in Parshat Kitisa, uh, we find that uh, at the very end, the, uh, after Hashem has uh, sp- finished speaking to Moshe on Har Sinai, he gives Moshe the two Luchot uh, that have been inscribed by Hashem himself, uh, to be uh, to, to to bring down to Bnei Israel, um, 
the reason why I bring this up is because it raises the question of the uh, the chronology. Uh, when the Torah talks later about Hashem giving Moshe the Luchot, Rashi insists um, that we must uh, invoke the, the principle or the idea uh, uh, there is no earlier or later in the Torah. In other words, uh, it is the uh, events uh, of the Torah are not necessarily written in chronological order. Sometimes they are outside, out of chronological order. And Rashi uh, is of the opinion, based on Chazal, that the uh, incidents that we're learning about here are not exactly in chronological order. Um, he says that um, that the actual order of events is that uh, that the uh, sin of the golden calf, which will come up in uh, two parshiot, uh, actually occurred uh, before uh, the, the the building of the uh, the Mishkan, even the the rules of uh, it building the Mishkan that we're learning about now. In other words, what we're learning about now in Parshat Truman and Tzitzaveh uh, really were given after the sin of the golden calf. Uh, according to Rashi, the chronology is as follows. Uh, as we know, on Shavuot, or Shavuot time is when uh, B'nai Israel heard the Aseret Dibrot and Moshe went up, and 40 days, late, uh, days later, he comes down uh, with the tablets, and um, that's the 17th of Tammuz, uh, when he sees them worshipping the golden calf. He uh, smashes the, uh, the luchot, the tablets, uh, and then goes back up for another two stretches of 40 days in order to ask for Hashem's forgiveness. And they are finally forgiven uh, on Yom Kippur. Which is uh, essentially 80 days after uh, Shiva Asar Bet Tammuz, uh, and uh, but by the time Yom Kippur comes around, uh, Hashem has been reconciled with Bnei Yisrael; He has forgiven them. Um, and then on the next day, the day after Yom Kippur, is when um, Bnei Yisrael were instructed to begin bringing their contributions for the Mishkan, uh, which uh, we find out later on, are meant to, it was meant to be uh, erected once it's completed uh, on the 1st of Nisan, or Rosh Chodesh Nisan, which is almost one year after the Yitzhak Mitzrayim, after the Exodus. So again, according to Rashi, uh, actually the instructions for building the Mishkan come after, in chronology, Come after the sin of the golden calf, but the Torah writes it uh, writes it out of order, uh, in order that we know uh, that even though there's going to be uh, we're going to learn about the sin of the golden calf, there will already be uh, the, the possibility for them to uh, receive uh, forgiveness by means of building the Mishkan, which also means, according to Rashi, that the reason for building the Mishkan essentially. Uh, is uh, as atonement for the sin of the golden calf. That's Rashi. The Ramban uh, disagrees uh, with the chronology and also essentially with the purpose. Um, 
According to the Ramban, the way that the Torah, the, uh, the Torah writes these events is the order in which they occurred. First, he said the Aseret Dibrot. Um, and he started to give them the mitzvot, such as we learned about last week. And he says that this is very similar to somebody who's converting to Judaism, uh, that they have to be uh, taught the basis of the mitzvot. And B'nai Israel accepted um, and um, and uh, they accept the mitzvot of the Torah, and you will be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, uh, and therefore it would be appropriate, says the Ramban, for them to receive the mitzvah of building a mishkan then. In other words, before the sin of the golden calf, uh, because they have achieved uh, this level of holiness, and uh, it's only right for them to build a, uh, a sanctuary, where they can uh, be connected uh, with God. As a matter of fact, the Ramban says um, that the purpose, the essential purpose of the Mishkan is in order to take that which occurred on Mount Sinai, the revelation of God's presence on, on Mount Sinai, and uh, perpetuate it, as it were, um, by building the Mishkan. So in the same way as God's presence uh, was there on Har Sinai, uh, it would continue to be in the midst of B'nai Israel once they build their own uh, Mishkan, uh, which will be, in, in a sense, a kind of a man-made version of uh, of Har Sinai. Uh, so the commandment to build the Mishkan uh, happened before the sin of the Golden Calf, according to the Ramban, uh, because, as I said, according to the Ramban, the major purpose of the Mishkan is not to atone for the for the Golden Calf, but primarily to perpetuate Sinai. And, um, of course, this was interrupted by the sin of the golden calf. Um, and then uh, afterwards, uh, after the sin of the golden calf and the, uh, and the need to forgive, it is then that, uh, uh, that the Mishkan takes on even more resp- uh, of, of significance, because now not only is it going to perpetuate the uh, Sinai, but it will also help to uh, atone for the sin of the golden calf. But in principle, it was intended uh, <clears throat> and commanded even before the sin of the golden calf. Uh, so on this uh, on this principle of Ein Mukdamu Mu'uchar BaTorah, there is no earlier or later in the Torah. Uh, Rashi, uh, quoting Chazal, invokes it here. Um, but the Ramban says uh, it doesn't need to be invoked here. Uh, as a matter of fact, the Ramban is very sparing in, in his application of that principle, uh, really only when it is uh, uh, unavoidable. But here it is definitely uh, not <coughs> unavoidable, and it really goes to the heart of the disagreement between Rashi and the Ramban as to what is the purpose of the Mishkan. According to Rashi, in order to atone for the sin of the golden calf, according to the Ramban, uh, in order to perpetuate Sinai. Elu ve'elu divre'elu kim chayim. Both of these are the words of Hashem. And uh, we gain a great deal by learning both ways of, uh, of understanding the uh, psukim. I thank you very much for joining me for uh, our exploration of Parashat Terumah. This has been Rabbi Avraham Fisher for Parashat Highlights and Insights, saying... Shalom.